0: Welcome to Great Companies, Great Leaders. I am your host, Christine Gannon, and just super excited and honored today to have Greg Ostro with us. Greg, welcome. Good morning. Good morning. It is a great, sunny, and actually raining day, but the sun's out in Phoenix, but excited to have you here today, and we are going to talk all things integrity, integrity in the workplace the Integrity Summit that's coming up. But before we get started, I wanted to tell our audience a little bit about who you are. You've come on the show once before, but I just want to make sure that uh, we read your most current bio because you've had some amazing accomplishments. So a little bit about Greg. He is the Greater Phoenix Small Business Person of the Year. Founder and CEO of Go Media Companies, chosen by the top 1% for integrity, achieving outcomes at the highest level with inventiveness, creativity, consulting, writing, strategies, marketing, and public image, workplace culture, CEO and executive team advancement, TV and video productions such as Pepsi, Banner, Chicanos por la causa. Jennifer Lopez, Steve Martin, David Foster, the Fiesta Bowl, Colliers International, Gatorade, Larry Fitzgerald, the Phoenix Suns, the NBA, the USA Olympic basketball team, and Jerry Colangelo. And the list goes on. I'm surprised I don't see the White House on here yet. I'm really surprised. Well, well you know,
1: one, one of my unrequited dreams as a writer is to be a consulting writer to the White House when they have a really difficult topic and they need to say something with integrity about it. Okay. So I kind of like a shotgun. We need good words with honesty right now. Yes. I love that kind of pressure. So now I don't care which blue or red or green or purple. I don't care. It would just be fun to be in that queue, but not fun today because It remind today's world of politics reminds me of a Rodney Dangerfield joke. May he rest in peace. I almost interviewed him, but I didn't. And it was, he said his neighborhood was so bad that when they played football, they not only tackled the quarterback, they went after his family. Oh, gosh. (laughs) And I would say. Okay, it's funny, not funny.
0: Funny, not funny.
1: Well, it was, you know, the way he said it, it was quite funny. You know, we were in such a bad neighborhood. You know, we were so mean. <laughs> and, you know, they finally tackled the quarterback. They went after his family. Well, that's politics today. There's no integrity in that, uh, by the way. So no. anyway, I just had to share that. Yes. bit of sardonic humor, I guess.
0: I know. I know. We need you there, though. We need the integrity and the communication. So a couple more things about Greg. He's a visionary and the co-founder of the Integrity Summit with Jerry Colangelo, he has won the Al Brooks Community Service Award, the Anti-Defamation League Award, and he's helped to raise over $200 million just so far for charities, from the Boys and Girls Club to Veterans to Parkinson's Disease, St. Vincent de Paul, Chicanos Por La Calsa, Banner Health, Celebrity Fight Night, Maricopa Community Colleges, and more. And he is the founder and inaugural president of the Veterans Medical Leadership Council, and last but very much not least, the inaugural vice mayor of Dewey Humboldt, Arizona. They are lucky to have you, Greg.
1: Well, you know, uh, obviously, I can't do one thing, but I would. Be- <laughs> But I would be remiss if I did not acknowledge Christine, who is kind enough to have me on her program this morning, because she's shown her integrity in a variety of ways. It was last year that she nominated a wonderful human being for a Jerry Colangelo Integrity Award. Mark Field, and what a wonderful soul he was. Well, we lost him before the event came, sadly, and Christine accepted in his stead for the family the Colangelo Award. And then because we have this integrity at work uh, giveaway going on, it was Christine among others, but I think she was among our first to nominate somebody she knew for an integrity award of $50 for her and $50 for the nominee, if you will, of the act of integrity at work. And they'll both be at integrity summit. So for all of those watching and listening, Christine may be positioning me as a quote unquote star, but uh, I'm talking to a star. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much. Your check's in the mail.
1: (laughs) I prefer cash or HCH. (laughs) (laughs) But no, no money changes hands here. No money. No
0: money. Thank you. Thank you. So let's talk about all things. Well, a couple of things. I want to talk to you about a couple of things today. One, I want to talk about the integrity summit, but first I want to talk to you about integrity in the workplace Sure. because now more than ever, and I'm sure every generation says this, but now more than ever, it's so important in our workplace. So how, how is it cultivated and what does it look like?
1: A, A wonderful question. So it has to be personal it has to be personal. Integrity has to be understood and felt on a personal level. I call it, it must connect to the life scape of a person. Mm. So that means mission statements and eloquent writings about integrity that are on the wall or on the screen or somewhere mean nothing. What really means something are real life situations. So in working with um, one of our team members for Integrity Summit, we talked about the fact that some people don't know what integrity in the workplace actually means. What is the right and wrong? So I would recommend anybody listening, watching in answer to the question, if you're going to make integrity a dominant value, the dominant value, the ultimate decider of any decision, the criteria number one, then you have to make it real. And that means you talk about it every day, and you talk about it in terms of, as an example, integrity is not covering a co worker's impropriety. And I wouldn't even use the that's word impropriety. And I'm using it succinctly for now. Uh, that's collusion with a bad act. Whereas the integrity thing is to, as some of our uh, uh, table uh, experts told us at last Integrity Summit, when you see that, you need to talk to the person, but ultimately, You need to something needs to be done about it one way or the other. And so the bottom line is, if you're going to have integrity rule the roost of your organization, you have to make it real and every day and use examples. It sounds like a plug, but it isn't. But if you read a quote a few weeks ago from Peter Fine, the CEO of Banner Health, he without asking, he wrote me and said, Uh, for an article he was penning, that uh, integrity can't be a definition, it can't be an article, it has to be real life stories and real life situations from the workplace, or it means nothing. That's my biggest message. Now, how you make it real and how you architect it. Now, that's some science and art. And that maybe is a different question. But if you don't make it real, you can't expect it. Oh, if it doesn't start at the top, you might as well uh, expect to turn uh, sunshine into porcupines.
0: Right. That's so true. Let's talk about that for a minute, because transparency, I think, is so key in terms of how decisions are made, how communications are made. Um, There's an organization that will go unnamed at the federal level that I remember sitting around a table and and talking about communications that would go to the media and they would say, well, how do we want to How do we want to shape this communication? How do we want to frame the communication? How do we align it with the agenda versus what's the truth, right? What's the truth in the situation? And why don't we just communicate that diplomatically?
1: So first, let me speak about transparency. Transparency is critical and important. It was Mayor Stanton, now Representative Stanton, who talked about that on the stage at one of our early integrity summits. But transparency is a facet of integrity. Where it really begins is transparency, in, in effect, is really a tactic and execution of something else. And the something else is, there has to be a commitment to, we're going to do right and not wrong.
0: Right, yes. Yeah.
1: And, and, and we're going to define what right is, and we're going to define what wrong is. And part of that will be transparency. But if I'm transparent and I cook the books, Transparent cookbooks aren't transparent. No. So it's making that commitment at the top. We are going to be the organization that's trusted. We're going to be the organization that lives by keeping our word, our promises, and it's going to be a commitment to our team within and a commitment to those we work with on the outside as well. But transparency is a facet, a tactic. It really begins with what's the commitment? And I'm going to use sports, not to pillory sports, but it's a great exemplar of the point I want to make. And that is, we hear all the time how new ways to catch a sticky football or a sticky baseball or some chicanery within sports, right? right? And I think we touched on this maybe in our last visit. How often do you hear a team captain, the MLB, the NFL, the players union say, we only do right, not wrong. There'll be no cheating. Right. Doing that. Hey, it's not happening. But in organizations, whether you're a nonprofit, whether you're government, whether you're a business, uh, whether you're education, leadership has to make a commitment that integrity will rule our roost, rule our organization, rule our decision making. And I will tell you that there are organizations who are doing that today. It sounds self-serving, but among them are Arizona Uh Commerce Authority. Their integrity quotient has enhanced dramatically with being part of Integrity Summit now the 11th year. Peter Fine, Banner Health. I even had the opportunity to help with a cultural development with them. Integrity is an everyday thing. Their CEO has Integrity Tigers in his office to ignite the conversation about integrity. He doesn't miss an opportunity. In fact, he spoke at Pepsi about integrity not long ago. So um, there are leaders and organizations who subscribe to it. David Adami at Chicanos por la causa and his VP, Maria Spilleri, have evolved because of summits. So it starts at the top. Now, does that mean if those watching and listening are not running the show but might be subordinate to who's running the show? Ideally, you can influence. Uh-huh. And ideally, you'll bring something forward, saying to the leadership. Why don't we be known more for this, or why don't we do more of this? And by the way, Christine, when you operate with integrity, your costs go down. Right. Give uh, do a, a very good example from Integrity Summit Four: Brian Burt, Snell and Wilmer, on stage for the uh, Better Business Bureau. He taught us: you want to reduce your legal fees, don't cheat and lie. Straight. <laughs> What a that's pretty easy.
0: That's pretty easy.
1: But that's not what's promoted today, Christine. No. There's not enough. I want the badge of honor called I'm Trusted. I want our organization to be known for integrity. Right. There's not enough. That's why Integrity Summit is now in its 11th year.
0: Exactly. Let's talk, you mentioned this word, and I want to come back to it. You talked about culture. And I think creating that culture of integrity, it's almost like creating that culture of safety for employees to operate with integrity, right? Especially when they see it from the top. But if the culture and the workspace that I'm in day in and day out is a culture where I know I will be, I'll be okay for being honest, right? I'm not going to lose my job for being honest. What do you think about that?
1: So Brian Mueller, who's spoken a number of times at Integrity Summit, who I admire greatly, spoke about this. When he tells the story of creating Grand Canyon University and the giant success it is and continues to be, he talked about having to take care of more than one need. He talked about three or four needs that had to be taken care of in order for that to that school to be reborn and for him to have the propulsion to go forward and, and big as he has. And so he had to balance the neighborhood, he had to balance investors, he had to balance students, but he always made the students first. So back to your question, uh, we have many pillars of our foundation. Integrity has to be the one that isn't compromised to fulfill the other parts of it. So if you look at your organization holistically, and if you make the commitment To live and breathe integrity and define it every day and every week and what it means, the right and wrong. But you're going to be known for that. That's going to be the ultimate litmus of decision making. Mm -hmm. Then you can create that culture because Mm -hmm. it grows from there. And it's a culture that is not top down, it's a culture that's horizontal. Whenever I do human resource cultural cores or reinventions or evolutions, It's a horizontal model. There's no us and them. Right. It's we. Right. And there's integrity in that because you know something? If I am the captain of the biggest tanker ship in the world, admired by everybody, if one of the team members doesn't make sure to close a certain valve, doesn't remember some small facet, my tanker is going down. Right. Right. So integrity, like the brand of an organization, is owned by everybody. It's not a sport for some. It's a sport for all. And that's how you build culture, where it's constant. You have a horizontal view of the world. It's us together. Mm -hmm. And yes, to your point, Christine, there'll be more respect in the workplace. You'll have an opportunity to be the very best you can be. And you'll be proud of where you work. And that's what's missing today. Show me an organization driven by palpable, tangible, everyday integrity. Mm -hmm. And I'll show you a workplace that has fewer openings and less hunger for candidates. Because people besides money want to feel good about where they are.
0: Absolutely. You know, there are a a lot of organizations that are doing studies because they all want to understand what is the great reset, the great resignation, all these, you know, taglines that come with people shifting their careers, and maybe even changing their lifestyle to work in places where they feel like integrity is rooted, but also that their well-being is cared about. And I think that goes back to integrity.
1: That's the core right there. It's how are we going to make our team feel? And I've used this on stage at, at Summit in the past, But what could Maya Angelou and Eminem have in common? Maya Angelou, the the late and great poet laureate, Eminem, the great songwriter uh, and performer. Where they share a nexus with what we're talking about is this. Maya Angelou said, they won't remember what you say, Uh but they will remember how you make them feel. Eminem in his song with uh, Rihanna, Uh uh, his first his first words are, I can't tell you what it really is. I can only tell you what it feels like. And right now it feels like a steel knife in my windpipe. So how often do people in an organization feel like they were stabbed in the windpipe, so to speak, or made to feel bad? Well, there's no integrity and oppression in the workplace. I'm a supervisor. I'm a boss, whatever I am. There's no, there's no license to be negative and, and bad to people. Yet, there's a perception, too many leaders think that that's okay because I have the power. That's not integrity. If I go back to integrity culture, making it operational, starting at the top, we have to address it just in the terms we are now. And I know from working with a few organizations, many will tell you it's the supervisor, the middle manager, oftentimes that is a very problematic area because that person may have been promoted because of tenure, uh, longevity, or some other reason. They're not necessarily born leaders. And once again, what I think is missing in the workplace, are tangible, real, everyday words and examples of integrity. We lift up, we don't put down. Anybody's idea can be a good idea. I'm not gonna claim somebody else's work as my own. I, I'm going to celebrate those who do a great job, and I could go on, but those are the terms we have to operate in. If you make it esoteric and intellectual, you can say on paper, hey, we've got an integrity program, but if it's not palpable in every day, and in the terms of the audience, the people, our teams, then it's, it's something on a piece of paper, but it's going to hurt you, and every leader who's spoken on our stage will tell you, If you don't have an integrity-driven organization, you're not going to get to the mountaintop you want to get to, and you will absolutely not have the financials that you want to have. Absolutely not. And odds are you won't endure. Right, right. Who took the shortcut? Right.
0: Doesn't work. So I'm an organization, and I'm listening, and I realize, wow, we have some work to do. One thing is that we know it's not about perfection, right? Integrity is a process and evolution, right? If no especially perfect. if you're just starting. You you might not get it right, but you'll be aware. You'll be aware that you didn't get it right. So what are some things organizations can do if they're listening and they're realizing we got work to do, where should we start?
1: So I'll use an example of Fiesta Bowl and I'm not outing their secrets. Uh, this is well known. Uh, so uh, Mike Neely now has left Fiesta Bowl, but when he was CEO or executive director, he engaged with Integrity Summit and pursuant to that, he uh, invited us to create a program for him and it's called Excellence Every Day. If you walk in the Fiesta Bowl office, you'll see a giant wall of excellence every day, I'm getting to the process. So uh, with collaboration with the CEO, in that case, we developed, I developed with that CEO Excellence Every Day as the mantra, the, the commitment of the team. Uh, meaning Fiesta the organization. Uh, And then from there, with the senior team, the word Fiesta was turned into values, F for fiscal responsibility, I for integrity, and so forth. And then to operationalize this excellence everyday integrity culture, it was handed to the team. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Now, it was interesting, it's very, succ- and, oh, by the way, what's beautiful is not just that these are, the, the values are big and on the wall and excellence every day. The strategy is, and tactic, people post deeds by their peers, their coworkers mm-hmm. that connect to those values. And they have guest speakers come in every couple of weeks to talk about integrity in both uh, inspiring and tangible manner. So the process being work at the leadership level. Involve the organization, involve the organization, going back to my horizontal we view of organizations. And so it, it have people participate. If I don't have some ownership in it as an individual, right. it's really outside of my lifescape. Right. So and everyone can be a participant. You'll find an integrity summit. And I don't bring this up to promote the summit. It's just in context. It's all hands on this year everyone's going to be problem solving like we did a bit last year where tables were faced with what do you do when your co is going off the rail what's right. the integrity choice and you know 12 13 tables determined what the right answer was what was the right choice it was quite interesting but many people told me afterwards they have not had those conversations in the workplace wow why not right how often do you see it with Don't mention anybody or even the category of clients you have. How often are you seeing a focal point on the right and wrong? How often is it part of every meeting?
0: I wish I could say very often, but it's not. It's not. It's about what can I do quicker, faster, better, but it's not about is it the right thing? We aren't focused on is it the right thing to do,
1: but here's the nexus, the leaders uh, and others who've been through Integrity Summit will tell you that's how you get the efficiencies. Exactly. That's how you get the savings. It's taking an integrity approach. Right. And that means you're not trying to hurt your vendor. You're right. You're collaborating with your vendor. Yes. It means you're not trying to pull everything you can out of your team and grind them up. Right. It means that you find that balance so they're with you today and tomorrow. Right. They do right, not wrong, which can be... Correcting the mistake, which can be, not doing a shortcut, right, which means not not billing somebody for something, right. Remember, when people aren't happy in the workplace, if they can't trust what's going on, by either dejection or plan, they can hurt you. Yes. So let's go back to integrity, and I want to touch on one other thing: the external forces that you reference that come into the workplace. There's only one way to beat it, to have a richer culture within your organization, an integrity built foundation and living, breathing integrity, visible values program.
0: That's how you do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's interesting, something that might not be considered out of integrity, but very much is and goes back to what you just said. It affects the culture, which is, Bending policy for some people and not others, right? Bending a policy that exists because it works today, and we need to make it fit and we need to make it work. But tomorrow we're going to follow this policy by the letter. But yesterday we didn't need to. And I think you know it's those types of things that might not be so apparent that really are are all about integrity,
1: really. You know that's a very good strategy. Um, oftentimes, whether it's um, integrity particularly, but what I'll say, if you want to bring revolutionary change or significant evolutionary change, change, I should say, uh, do it with tepid water, not hot water, which goes back to the frog uh, metaphor. Mm-hmm. Some may know it, which is if you've got boiling water and you drop a frog in that God forbid, but uh, you know, that frog's jumping right out and we'll live, yeah. right? But if you put that frog in tepid water and it keeps increasing in heat, it'll stay in there till it dies. Right. Now, I'm not suggesting that for the workplace. What I'm saying is that metaphor speaks to make it incremental, make it steps. Right. Yes, there needs to be a moment of we have a new critical criteria or, or a stronger criteria of our, our decision making an aspiration and a goal and an objective. And that's to be known for integrity and doing right, not wrong from the top to the bottom and in between, um, you know, that's who right. we want to be known for. And then tactics grow from there, but yes, make it incremental steps. We don't do that anymore. You know, instead right. of days of seminars and right. all the way. If you think you're going to have a great apex moment at the big meeting, whether it's Zoom or in person or even Integrity Summit, unless you keep it going after the event or after the training or after the whatever, it's going nowhere. Part of what we do is the Integrity Summit quote of the week, where we take people who've been on stage presenting part of our panels and the like and take their quotes and use them to let the marketplace know how you do exactly what you're asking about today Christine
0: So important so important Okay Integrity Summit one of my favorites What is it and who should attend
1: Oh Integrity Summit is a life-changing event where everything is about integrity in fact our theme this year integrity is everything and it's where preeminent leaders and junior leaders and entrepreneurs and nonprofit heads and people of government come together and share with other leaders and their teams and stakeholders how to make integrity prominent, dominant, and leading value of your organization. And so, but there are no corporate slides here, Christine. There's no bunch of data points and lots of long details. This is where you hear the story of a commercial real estate executive getting kicked off the basketball team and how he learned a lesson that got him the preeminent job that he has today. Uh, You hear about uh, a nonprofit leader who, while in the band in college with other students, found a way to gain a sponsorship to get on a Disney trip, and how that moment he went to the bandmaster and admitted what he did and made it right. So what's the point? The point is these are real life stories with real integrity crossroads moments. Um, Another example of another form. Uh, COVID was the ugliest health thing we've dealt with in certainly my lifetime. And what it did to health providers was crazy. What it did to all of us was crazy. So many would wanna lay low in that environment. But Banner Health, Peter Fine, and Dr. Um, Marjorie Bessel took the opposite view. They went, you know what? We're in the trenches. We know as much or more about COVID than anybody else in the world. We're going to go a step further. We're going to make our information available to the world. Well, Dr. Bessel became the uh, speaker in many cases, other than a, a White House or a Fauci or somebody like that. She became a big voice of independent, uh, you know, non-government, if you will, Right. Uh, provider of information and prevention of, um, uh, of COVID. And that's another form of integrity where we need to do the right thing. It may be a price, but we've got to do the right thing. Right. So, when so, is it? so my point is, we hear that story. We hear real stories and the poignancy of integrity. Our theme is integrity is everything. Also, the summit, if you attend, You're going to be involved. Your table's going to problem solve real life, real workplace, and not real real life workplace integrity issues. Uh, You're going to be able to ask leaders that you read about, see about, and hear about what do I do in this situation, Jerry Uh, Calangelo? What do I do in this situation, uh, David Adami? What do I do in this situation, Um, uh, Coop from St. Vincent de Paul, Cooper from NBC Sports. And so, and he's going to. By the way, a cool thing we have this year: uh, Coop, formerly NBC Sports, here and now St. Vincent de Paul, is going to do an integrity topic interview with Jerry Colangelo.
0: Oh, wow! That'll uh, be
1: good. It'll be connected to sports and what we have going on today. And there's no shortage of controversy and integrity crossroads issues in sports today, be it college, be it pro, be it True. high school.
0: So when is it?
1: October twelfth. Okay. Seven thirty to eleven thirty. Okay, all right. Uh, the Jerry Colangelo Integrity Tiger Awards will be at approximately eleven a.m. We're announcing the uh, award recipients Friday. Okay. Uh, to the world, um, and so we'll have that. If, you know, for those who care about creature comforts, it's in a beautiful place, Chateau Luxe. It's, it's yes, beautiful. it's and, very beautiful. And we believe I'm a eat and meet person. So there's a full, hot, delicious breakfast. Who wants to learn and and grow if you're hungry or you didn't have a great breakfast or something to snack on and drink on? So we think about creature comforts as well. But it's a a morning where you will be transformed. Your team can be transformed. And you know what's great, Christine, that I'm thrilled about? I'm a change agent. So everybody who speaks has to give us a nugget, a tool, a way to make integrity more prominent and dominant in our organization that we can use today. Not something that takes six months or 12 months. What can we do right now to cultivate integrity, to cultivate more right and less wrong, to make the workplace healthier, safer, more productive, more consistent? Because when people are happy, They want to be where they're happy. They do. There's no happy without integrity and trust.
0: No. No
1: No relationship.
0: So we are going to put all the information for people to sign up in the comments in our YouTube channel. And on iTunes, we'll make sure that people can access it. Um, It's always great to have you as a guest. Thank you. Just uh, so appreciative of all that you do and the difference that you make, not only in our community, but it has such a ripple effect. So thank you.
1: Thank you. And I'm looking forward to seeing you at Integrity Summit. It'll be your second year. I know. Um, And I know you're always a contributor. So I know you'll bring us a nugget of gold along with your presence and that of your um, uh, colleague who uh, you nominated for the $100 Integrity at Work giveaway. Yes. I remember what it was. You know, this may seem like just words, but I remember that you had been given a perk by one of your clients. Right. And you didn't read it closely. But yep. it said you can't hand it off. And right. so you were handing it off to a colleague. Why waste it? And the colleague said, Are you clear to do that? And because of that colleague's integrity triggering yours, you went back and looked and said, Hey, no giveaway.
0: <laughs> I tattled so, on myself. Yes. I, but, I, I, I didn't
1: take No, it's real. You exemplify right. the real world. This is what we need in every organization if we're going to have a workplace and a workforce that's highly motivated
0: I high agree. achieving
1: making I was so ahead.
0: grateful I was so grateful for that moment honestly because those moments would have passed me by had he not stopped to say is it transferable It never crossed my mind but but when it's not you, you know it's just it's such a learning moment it's well, good. Now
1: take that to the workplace right your clients your right. organization right. okay uh Fred didn't see that. But Mary did, right. In the old thinking, Mary wouldn't do a thing about it. In today's world, Mary might say, "Hey, Fred, think about this. (laughs) Well, thank you for doing that, Mary. Right. That's what that's what Jerry Colangelo and I are aiming for. The workplace where integrity, doing right, is celebrated, recognized, part of the fabric, instead of. Did you hear what happened? Did you hear what happened? Did you hear what happened?
0: And the culture shifted enough to where in some organizations, I would say majority, where it's not a penalizing moment for people to be forthright to say, you know what? I didn't do the right thing. You know, it wasn't life altering, but I didn't do the right thing and I want to rectify it. So I think we're in a time where there's more acceptance potentially than there has been.
1: Cherie Valentino, who attended and was part of a table last year, made that very point that you just said. Uh, okay. she She's underscored and spoke exactly to what you just said. And that is, is it safe? Yes. To be of integrity? Do we have the tools?
0: Yes. The training?
1: In fact, uh, so, yes. Uh, I, and that goes back to the top. You know, I'll tell you, so I've hired a few executive assistants uh, over the years and of late as well. And in the course of that, I let them know that what our values are, right, and how we're going to treat each other. Right. And so, uh, actually, I lost my point on that. I guess I, I kind of trailed off. Um, the question of jumping off point you gave me was... Um, uh, safe culture. What's that?
0: A safe culture.
1: Safe culture, yeah. So Sherry, that's what she spoke of. Her table said, "Did you create a safe culture?" How many organizations, if you're watching and listening now, is it safe to say, "I made a mistake"? Right. What's your bet? What percent? I'm going to ask this at Integrity Summit. What percent of you feel it's safe with a client, and with your coworkers, with your boss, to say, "I made a mistake"?
0: And be honest. And be honest about it. And, be <laughs> in integrity
1: and admit an error. Right. Is it safe to do it in your place?
0: I'm saying those people that raise their hands have to be honest about, yes, I have a safe culture, right? I'll
1: tell you a very divining moment, I'll call it, defining and divining. Um, at Integrity Summit 9, um, I posed the question, and I will admit this tactic was uh, observed by another speaker at another event so i i stole the technique and uh, integrity transparency as part of it uh anyway um i asked the audience please stand up if you've seen a breach of integrity in your organization in the last 30 days well first nobody stood up <laughs> and then people started popping up and a lot of people in the room stood up and it, organizations we know and love. But you know what? If we're not being real, yeah, we need to know this. You know, Roy Valley, who ran Abnet for quite a number of years, quite successfully. One of the things I learned in working with Abnet and him over the years, he would bring in it was a giant company, right? It still is. Great company. He'd bring in 125 people from across the organization from every level, once a quarter. All right. Tell me what's really going on. He made it safe. You can tell me anything. Nobody got hurt. Meaning it was a safe thing. And then he would take that, you know, granular knowledge on the ground in the real world knowledge and put it to work from a leadership standpoint. But that's integrity. What a
0: great idea. What a great idea.
1: If we're not. And and so one other thing you you may have heard, Steve Zabilski is going to be taking over the Piper Foundation for Mary Jane Ryan, who's retiring. Well, if you go in Mary J. I wrote to Steve the other day. If you go into Mary J. Ryan's office, you'll see an integrity tiger there. Why? She wants people to go, what's with the tiger? Also, as a result of Summit uh, influence, every Friday at her meeting with her team, she goes, okay, give me an example of integrity you saw. Give me an example of integrity that was missing. Love it. That's what Integrity Summit is about. It's transformational. Uh, have your greatest success. Have your most enduring success. Have the organization and yourself be admired and get the rewards that come with it because integrity really is everything. And yes. you more and see why at Integrity Summit 11, October 12th, 7.30. Chateau. See you there. Be no, there. Any political announcement? No, not a political.
0: Hey, be there. I'll be there. I can't wait to see you. Can't wait to be, be at the summit. Thanks for being with us today.
1: It's a pleasure. And keep doing the good that you're doing. I know that in talking with you, while it's not necessarily in the description of everything about Brightworks, you weave in the integrity issue more than ever. And for me, that's the thrill. Uh, when what Jerry and I have worked on and still work on brings actual transformation and change for the better. That's, that's the thrill of it all.
0: Absolutely. Thanks, Greg.
1: Thank you. Be well.
0: Brightworks consulting hosts this podcast and YouTube channel to spotlight the leadership around the world that is changing lives. Brightworks offers a myriad of consulting services in the public and private sector to include diversity, equity, and inclusion solutions for any size company. You can find us at www.brightworksconsulting.com. We're honored to have Best Companies AZ as a presenting sponsor for this podcast. Best Companies AZ is your number one source for regional employer branding. You can find them at www.bestcompaniesaz.com.